Hey everybody, welcome to Fight Talk. This is Steven Jensen. Today's episode is my conversation with Jeff Benedict from 92.9 The Game in Atlanta. I was back on his show on the radio breaking down UFC 214. So this episode of the Fight Talk podcast will be our conversation and our recap of UFC 214. But before we get started, make sure to check out our friends at Heroes and Legends who are celebrating 15 years in business. They are a pro wrestling collectible and memorabilia company that specialize in action figures, vintage magazines and programs, DVDs, autographed memorabilia, and other unique pro wrestling memorabilia. They can be followed on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at HL Pro Wrestling, and make sure to find them at the following dates. We got Southern Underground Pro coming up at the Basement East in Nashville, Tennessee. That's on August the 6th. Then we have Freedom Pro Wrestling in Nashville, Tennessee at the Nashville Fairgrounds on August the 19th. And November the 25th in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, WrestleCade is going to be huge. Heroes and Legends is bringing along with them Ken Shamrock and Dan Severn, two massive legends in the world of mixed martial arts as well as professional wrestling. They'll be live in the house courtesy once again of our friends at Heroes and Legends. They're going to be doing autographs, taking pictures, doing interviews, telling stories. It's going to be a great time, great meet and greet, big opportunity to meet some pioneers of pro wrestling as well as mixed martial arts. So you won't want to miss that. So Make sure to say hey to me and the folks at Heroes and Legends at all of those dates because I'll be there as well. And also, shout out to WrestleRumble.com. They have the best contests you can think of. Pro Wrestling Pick'em Contest, guys. You literally go on their website, WrestleRumble.com, and you just fill out a, a form, basically. It's a bunch of different questions. The next contest coming up is SummerSlam. There's always a lot of cash on the line and a lot of great prizes. You do not want to miss out. And make sure to stay up to date with what they're doing on Twitter, at WrestleRumble. And even in between contests, like we are right now, jump on WrestleRumble.com, grab yourself a t-shirt. They got great stuff over there. So once again, WrestleRumble.com is the place to be for the best pro wrestling pick'em contests. Also, hit up Brian Jensen at Delgado Boxing. Brian Jensen is a USA boxing coach. He's a personal trainer, and he's an MMA instructor. Uh, does conditioning as well. He's a great guy to hit up and get some advice from, take some classes with, or even just get some advice from. So make sure to give him a call at 404-316-4516 or email him directly at brian at delgadoboxing.net. That is B-R-Y-A-N at delgadoboxing.net. He's out of the Delgado Boxing Camp in Sandy Springs, Georgia. That's in the, in the Atlanta, Georgia area. So if you're in the area, let him know. Even if you're not, let him know. He can still help you out. I guarantee you he's a good guy to call. He's a good guy to email. He's a good guy to know. He'll hook you up. He'll make you better at what you're trying to do. And he'll just get you in better shape. That's always a good thing, right guys? You can be followed on Instagram at BMJMMA. So make sure to get a knockout workout without getting knocked out. Hit up Brian Jensen at Delgado Boxing right now. And last but absolutely not least, Williamson Brothers Barbecue has the best sauce in the world. They have an original, a spicy Chipotle, and a classic Carolina. All three are phenomenal sauces, have great taste, great flavor, and they're gluten-free, all natural ingredients. You can find them all over the place. They're in Whole Foods, Kroger, Publix. I mean, not every single location in one of those, so don't get me wrong. You gotta make sure ahead of time before you go. But they're all over the place, and they're also available on walmart.com. Just search Williamson Bros in the search bar, get it from Walmart, or jump on their website, williamsonbros.com. Not only do they have the sauce available on their website, they also have spices and rubs, that kind of stuff. And they have three physical locations in the Atlanta, Georgia area. They're a family-owned business. They buy local when possible. Very nice people, great business. Really happy to have them part of the show. And like I said, 
their ingredients are all natural and they're delicious. I like it so much, I'm willing to let you try it for free. Hit me up on Twitter at FightTalk underscore and just say, hey, I wanna try the sauce. It's that easy, I'll get you out some for free. But if you don't believe me or you wanna try it yourself, once again, williamsonbros.com or one of the you know 2,000 distribution channels they have in the Southeast region, just let them know and try it yourself. I love it and I guarantee you will too. With that all being said, kick back, relax, and enjoy this conversation with me and Jeff Benedict from 92.9 The Game here on the Fight Talk Podcast. Welcome back to Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Jeff Benedict here with you until 2 a.m. That was Daniel Cormier at the end of UFC 214 this weekend. That was courtesy of pay-per-view right there. Uh, let's go to the waitfor.com hotline. We're going to bring in Steven Jensen, host of Fight Talk on iTunes. You can follow him at Fight Talk underscore on Twitter. Steven, man, what's going on? Dude, just hanging out, man. Thanks for having me on again today, Jeff. Absolutely, man. You were really good Friday night. Uh, we had a really good fight card on Saturday. So let's get your thoughts and kind of break this down a little bit here over the next couple minutes. Uh, Vulcan Ozdemir took on, on Jimmy uh, Manuel. Ozdemir really came into this fight, into 214, is, is still a relative unknown. Now that he's actually beaten two top 10 guys, what's next for him? Man, I, I don't know if you remember, but when we talked on uh, on Friday, I was saying that I thought Manuel was going to take this one. I was definitely mistaken. Uh, Ozdemir is for real. Uh, he's a guy that honestly could be right in that mix at a uh, light heavyweight for a championship opportunity. He may not get a title fight right away, but I think if he wins another big fight impressively, we could see him in that mix for sure. And light heavyweight is the type of division where all you really need is a couple big wins at the right time and you can be right in that mix. So Ozdemir really disguised the limit for him right now. You know, he was obviously one of the bonus guys as he knocked out Manuel in 42 seconds. What was your overall thought of that fight? Well, there's not a lot to say other than, I mean, Ozdemir <laughs> looked phenomenal. I mean, he went in there and he made short work of Manuel. And Manuel was a guy, uh, like I said last time we talked, Jeff, uh, he probably would have been the number one contender for Cormier had Jones not been ready to fight uh, that night as well. So, uh, I mean, he knocked out a legitimate contender, and he's very much in the mix. I, I was very impressed with his performance. Okay. Uh, let's move over to, to Lawler and, and Cerrone. Is, is, look, round number one for Lawler, he came out and he looked like he had kind of gotten back to that championship form for me. Uh, and then things kind of died down in round two, round three. Uh, there are a lot of people who are upset with the decision of that one as he got the win over Cerrone. You know, what, you know, what were your thoughts of, of how he came out, kind of how things died down, and was the right decision made? Um, I won't disagree or argue the decision. I thought that Lawler did enough to win, but I also understand the line of thinking with Cerrone. I, I mean, the live crowd seemed to think that Cerrone had won that one. So uh, they were booing Lawler like crazy, which is not normal for, for Robbie Lawler. He's, a, he's very much a fan favorite. Uh, Cowboy looked good also, though. I would have really liked to see this fight, a five-round fight, and they're talking about possibly doing that in the future. They have some other options at welterweight with Waller and Cerrone as well. Uh, but as far as the decision is concerned, I'm not really upset with it, but I thought it was a really good fight. And I don't know if you remember, but you actually said uh, that you were hoping it would go the distance, and you got the distance in this one. So uh, good on you for that one, Jeff. <laughs> you know what? Every now and then a blind squirrel finds a nut. You know, it doesn't happen often, but every now and then. Uh, again, talking with Steven Jensen on the WadeFord.com hotline. He's the host of Fight Talk on iTunes. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at FightTalk underscore. Uh, as we're recapping UFC 214, by far, Steven, one of the, the best cards, if not the best card for UFC so far this year, 
and it might be the best one that we'll see here in 2017. Yeah, I mean, it could be, but they've got a big MSG, Madison Square Garden show coming up. I believe that's in November, Mm -hmm. and they've got a lot of big options for that. Uh, That could very well see the return of George St. Pierre. It's looking like we're going to get St. Pierre versus Michael Bisbing um, because I don't know if we were going to touch on the Tyron Woodley-Damian Maya fight on this episode, but uh, Dana White was not very uh, happy with that fight. Yes. So it looks it looks like uh, Bisbing and GSP is back on, and I'd imagine that happened at a big show, you know, possibly Madison Square Garden. And then you also have the potential uh, John Jones fight at Madison Square Garden before he gears up for a possible Brock Lesnar match next year. And we'll get into all of that coming up here soon. I, I promise you on that one. Uh, let's let's go back to the actual card itself and talk about Cyborg. Uh, is she best Evanser in the third round? Finally wins that UFC belt that has really long evaded her. Uh, when you look at Cyborg, you know, at least in my lowly opinion, she put MMA on the map for women and has really outlasted people like Rousey and Carano. And it's hard to believe that she really, after all these years, is still at the top of her game. Is she the best women's MMA fighter ever? It's hard to argue. You know, I think that it would have been really interesting to see her and Rousey fight during Rousey's, like, real peak. But obviously they have much different skill sets. And it's right. totally possible just, you know, would have went in there and just destroyed her too. I mean, we don't really – it's hard to tell. But if you're looking just on paper at, you know, win-loss records, I think Cyborg's only loss was, like, one of her first fights, if not her very first fight. She's gone on a huge string of wins since then. It's hard to deny her as the number one, especially with how impressively she puts these women away. And, and Evinger isn't a joke. I mean, she's been around the block. She's a champion from another, another organization coming into this fight, although be it you know, 10 pounds lighter. But she's still a, a scrappy, really tough woman to beat. And, and Cyborg made really, really easy work of her. So, um, you know, this guy, once again, you know, I think that we probably get Cyborg versus Holly Holm next, which I think is a really good stylistic matchup, so I'm interested to see what happens there because that, that'll be a stand-up war if it happens. Were you as shocked as I was, though, that Evinger, I mean, she looked like a punching bag out there, and, and I didn't expect that. I really thought, to your point, that she was going to come out being a champion, that she was going to come out and, and put up some sort of a fight, and it just didn't happen. Yeah, I just think she's just outclassed. You know, I just think that Cyborg is just a different type of animal, and I mean, I'll give Evinger credit. I mean, we also have to keep in mind she took the fight on late notice. Uh, initially, that was supposed to be Megan Anderson, who is the 145-pound champion from Invicta, who was going to initially come up. Evinger took the fight on short notice. So, you know, given the circumstances, she did really all that she could, I think, and Cyborg is just, in the, just another week right now. Uh, again, Steven Jensen joining us on the WadeFord.com hotline. Host a fight talk on iTunes as we're recapping UFC 214 from Saturday night. Let's go into the two main, uh, you know, the two main fights of the night. First, we'll get to Woodley and Maya. Woodley gets the decision in a fight that at least Saturday night, as soon as the fight was over, many people, including myself, really thought that was the worst fight of the night. Uh, and I say that because now we know that Woodley had the torn labrum, uh, but he did a great job of of really countering the 20, what, 21, 25 takedown attempts that Maya had. Is he not getting enough respect like he's claiming? Yeah, I mean, it depends on how you're looking at it. And I definitely see both sides, but I do tend to kind of side more on Woodley's side with this because, you know, when you're looking at the stylistic matchup between Maya and Woodley, Maya is a jiu-jitsu expert who we all knew was going to try to get it to the ground however he could, and Woodley is a great wrestler. He basically implemented the Chuck Liddell game plan, which is, you know, (laughs) avoid takedowns, keep it standing. You have the better power punches. You have the better chance of landing a knockout. 
And if it stays standing, you just have a better chance of winning. And that's exactly what Woodley wound up doing. You know, unfortunately, in the process, there was the least significant strikes thrown in the history of the UFC title fight. And that is, you know, aesthetically unappealing to, you know, the live crowd. A lot of people who watched on a pay-per-view were pretty upset. But me and the person I was watching with here, we were both sitting there kind of like, this is a chess match. I mean, this is kind of old-school MMA, like striker, wrestler versus grappler. You know, I didn't really have a problem with it, but Dana White definitely did. So, I mean, it's really interesting <laughs> seeing what's happening on the uh, on the back end of that. Yeah, and you bring Dana White up, uh, Dana White up, I should say. You know, Woodley came out and and you know demanded a public apology and said that if he doesn't get that, that he's going to you know expose UFC and release some information. Probably not the smartest thing to do. Yeah, it's a it's a risky game he's playing with that. You know, it, it's interesting with him though, especially because he works for Fox. You know, he does a lot of the Fox Sports stuff for the UFC. So if anyone does have inside information into kind of the inner workings of the UFC from a fighter perspective, someone like Tyron Woodley would definitely would definitely have that. Uh, so you know, it's it's weird though. It's like you know, I, I don't really like when you see unless it's like a pro wrestling storyline or something like that. I don't really like seeing, you know, the, the evil boss versus like his talent type situations. You know, I wish, I, I hope that they can figure this thing out. I, I think that Tyron Woodley has been, he's been underwhelming as a champion just from the perspective of, you know, barely winning his title fights and kind of demanding money fights in the process where I just don't think he's at that kind of level to demand those kind of things. But what he has done has been impressive and he's a worthy champion. So you know, I think I think him and Dana need to figure something out, and I'm sure that they will. All right, a couple more minutes left here with, with Steven Jensen. Let's get into the main fight of the night, John Jones, Daniel Cormier. Um, look, Jones with the third-round knockout of Cormier. Did this fight live up to your expectations? Yeah, I think that it did. I mean, I, what was crazy was Cormier, in my opinion, was winning the fight up to that point. Yeah. I mean, it might have been one, one round to one, uh, possibly two to zero Cormier going into the third round. And Jones, you know, John Jones, for for my money, I don't know if you're going to ask this question. I don't mean to, to jump ahead on you, but for my money, he's the best the best fighter who's ever done it at this point. I mean, Cormier has never lost to anyone else in his career. He's lost to Jones twice, and that's between the heavyweight and light heavyweight divisions. I mean, and he's an Olympic wrestler, Daniel Cormier. John Jones is just an athletic freak. He's he's just a, an MMA you know legend, and and he's still very young. He just missed a lot of years in his prime getting into the uh, situations he was in outside the octagon, but. As far as the fight was concerned, I thought it was a really great fight. Um, and, you know, Jones telegraphed a, a weakness in Cormier's game. You know, Cormier ducked his, his head to one side. He's known to do it, and Jones capitalized. And, and then he warmed him. I mean, he, he hit him. And you could see how much Jones hated Cormier when he was hitting him on the ground there. Those were ruthless shots. Probably got stopped a little bit late, but that's not really on Big John McCarthy. He's a great referee. He was giving Daniel Cormier the benefit of the doubt. But uh, I thought it was a great fight. And John Jones, the champion again, man, it's crazy. You know, there's a lot of things that happen post-fight uh, between DC not standing at the center to announce the winner. You know, Rogan interview. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that we could talk about. But real quick, Jones calls out Brock Lesnar, says, come get some of this. What are the chances that fight ever actually happens? Very likely. Um, you know, I, I cover and discuss mixed martial arts as well as professional wrestling on my, my podcast that you so generously plug, so I appreciate that. But, uh, you know, it's... It's something where, you know, there's a lot of people who don't think that Brock will ever go back and do it. I don't know why he wouldn't. You know, the money is great for him when he fights in the UFC. He makes more in one UFC fight than he does an entire year in the WWE, and he can do both. I mean, he's this freak athlete who is a once-in-a-lifetime, you know, superstar, and 
you know, he can have his cake and eat it too. He's the only guy seen really being, being able to do this. You know, he can, he can work limited dates in the WWE and he can fight in the UFC and compete at the highest level in both. So more power to him. I think that, I think we see John Jones fight Alexander Gustafson first, but regardless of the outcome, I think Jones goes up to heavyweight and fights Brock Lesnar next year because he's got to wait about six months uh, to get his, all, the USADA, all of his USADA stuff in line uh, to get back in the drug testing pool. All right, he is Steven Jensen. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at FightTalk underscore, host of Fight Talk on iTunes. Steven, we'll have to catch up again soon, man. I appreciate your time. Hey, thanks again, Jeff. I'm happy to do it whenever. All right, everyone, and that was my conversation with Jeff Benedict on 92.9 The Game. Really happy to be a part of that show again. Hope to do it again soon. Uh, really enjoyed it, and I hope you guys did too as well. Uh, UFC 214 was a big show, and there's a lot of big stuff coming coming on the back end of that. So we'll see what happens next. But for now, make sure to follow me on Twitter at Fight Talk underscore. That's at F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. I have a Facebook group as well. Just search Fight Talk or at Fight Talk Podcast. Should come up pretty easy. Also, make sure to follow me on Podomatic and subscribe on iTunes and Google Play. If you're subscribed on iTunes, make sure to leave a comment as well as a five-star rating. It helps the podcast out a lot. It really does. I know I say it all the time, but it is the truth. I'm available on a whole bunch of different uh, outlets as well, not just those three, but the main ones that most people use are Google Play and iTunes. So uh, please support the podcast and please uh, subscribe, rate, and comment. It really, really helps. And if you want to help support the podcast even more, jump on whatamaneuver.net. That is what a maneuver. Net. Got t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, a whole bunch of great stuff for you guys. Uh, you know, summertime, tank tops are the big thing. So jump on there. If there's something you're looking for but you don't see, just let me know and I'll make it happen. And I got some new logos coming very, very soon. I'm actually talking to them right now as we speak about that. So that'll be ready for you guys very shortly. But before that even happens, I got great stuff on there already. But if you happen to hear this and there's more new stuff on there by the time you hear it, even better. Grab whatever you want. If there's a color you want that you don't see, just let me know. If there's a size that you want but you don't see, just let me know. I can mail you the stuff out directly or once again, just buy it right off whatamaneuver.net. They do great work off that website. Their customer service is off the charts. I've gotten great feedback from the people who have used that website. So, you know, once again, whatamaneuver.net. And with that all being said, you know, thank you so much to my sponsors. Once again, Heroes and Legends, WrestleRumble.com, Brian Jensen at Delgado Boxing, and Williamson Brothers Barbecue. Thank you very much for listening, and I'll be back soon. Hey,